Hotcast Half Pint, first one of 2019, the January 2019 edition. James here. Now, madam, how are you too? And uh, so tonight we've got a few bits of business to take care of. The Golden Hop Awards, which considering the fact that we made them up a few days before we did the uh, January Hopcast, I thought it went all right. Yeah, really good. Um, you know, we've got some good, got some interesting um, short shortlist really yeah. for some of them. A couple um, kind of out of the the mainstream, yeah. which was good. Um, so what happened is that obviously we, we opened the voting on that about a week ago, well, exactly a week ago from uh, as we record this now. Uh, I did a tweet at the end of the first day just saying who was in the lead, and then I've not looked at the results at all. I've had a complete ban, which means I've had to turn <laughs> off all notifications for our Twitter and everything. So Adam does know the final results. I don't. So we're going to have a bit of fun with that later on, see whether or not I can guess who I think will have won in each of those categories. Yeah, and thanks for everybody who actually voted, because there was like a, quite a lot of votes for that, and um, um, we really appreciate getting involved, so hopefully do some more something, things like that in the future. Yes, so that'll be good. So we'll do that uh, a little bit further uh, down the line. For now, let's um, crack open a beer, and uh, the first, this is a beer that's been around for a while, but I've not yeah, had before. me neither. So you brought this along. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? Um, it's Rhubarb Ristreisen by um, Brew York, which is a York brewery. <laughs> Um, it's a five and a half percent. It is, yeah. Um, what's it listed as? It's listed as a it's rhubarb milkshake pale. So in my head, I thought it was going to be like a sour beer until I read it. Yeah, it's probably going to be quite it's, sour. It's described it? as tart, uh, deliciously tart yet creamy, like yet creamy, big-bodied milkshake IPA, rammed with rhubarb and just a smidge of fiery S- ginger. A smidge. A smidge. Uh, there's also a quote from. Uh, oh no, it's not. I was going to say a quote from Barbara Streisand. It's not. Uh, it just says woo 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 Barbara Streisand. I'm guessing that's the. Oh, how's it going? Barbara Streisand. Anyway, yeah, you know the you know the one. Well, I kind of picked this as my sort of triannuary beer. Because um, I mentioned it last podcast, I don't like people faffing around with the style too much. And as much as I like my IPAs uh, and pale beers, you start putting funky things in it. And I might avoid it, but um, I quite like something tart, like a bit of... Um, Sorry, rub- that's not the best pour in the world. <laughs> just to, yeah, I apologise for that. But yeah, it, kind of, it, looks, it looks slightly hazy, kind of what you'd expect from a pale, pale ale. Sort of thing. Let's see what it smells like. I can smell it, actually. Sorry, you can really smell it. So we know that um, uh, Laura's a big fan of Brew York, isn't she? Yeah, she's talked about them a few times, yeah. but I don't think we've done. I don't think we've done any of their beers before. Um, I have had a couple because they've got. I think they've recently brought out uh, another couple of beers, including I think there was a double dry hop IPA they brought out a few weeks back, or that, yeah. that recently has been kind of knocking around. I think one. Of the, also, they did one of the collaboration beers that Abbeydale did as well recently. Mm. Um, from that new series with the cool artwork, um, but yeah, they've got a big new sort of tap room brewery at the tap room, which I think has like something like fifty keg lines on something like that. Wow! So um, if you're in York, probably something worth searching out. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what about um, Triannuary then? Anything that you've uh, tried in the last few weeks that has blown your mind or um, disgusted your mind? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've not really had too much since the last episode. I have been to Barcelona. So I've maybe been trying some more sort of um, 
beers from the brew pubs um, out there. So that's my kind of try new, it's try new brewery. So I'm going for um, the Black IPA from a brewery out there called Black Lab, um, which is okay. um, which is a six percent Black IPA, which is really good. I think it's a style that we're not really seeing much at the minute. A Black IPA. I think it was quite a fashionable a few years ago, and I think yeah. it's like um, its days have kind of been numbered. But um, it's nice to see someone bringing one out. It was good. It's a little bit middle of the road, isn't it? Interesting though. Um, I noticed um, the Colonel have brought out a, is it a, a black. I think that's a black. India Black Ale or something. Anyway, I noticed they, they've kind of uh, recently brought out one of a similar style. Interestingly, on that subject, because the next two beers that we're going to have are both new breweries, um, so that's kind of good that we're kind of trying yeah. a few. Um, the one kind of thing that I've had that's been a bit out of my comfort zone, which is a bit it's a bit strange saying this because I'm quite into sours, but it's by a brewery called Little Earth Project, yeah. relatively new. Um, tend to do quite unusual things, and it was their hedgerow mix. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a, a sour, um, but sort of quite unusual flavours. And it was kind of a more what you class as would be the more traditional sour rather than being kind of the modern sort of kettle, perhaps slightly yeah. more um, artificial tasting sour. Yeah. It was very kind of back to, back to basics, uh, which was actually maybe a little bit too much for me. Yeah, which I wouldn't I wouldn't expect to kind of say about a sour, but it was just a little bit. Uh, by the time my palate had adjusted to it, I'd pretty much finished it. Right, I think they I think they exclusively like do sour beers. Yeah, um, they're based in Suffolk, I think. Um, it's All right, um, you know, Sudbury, I think. Um, but yeah, they've they've got a little sort of outfit that comes out of a bit of a pub down there, so I think you can stay there. They've got sort of things you want to go and down and try them. But um, I've had a few of theirs, but they don't travel very far. I've only Ever seen the odd one or two bottles up north? Yeah, they seem um, to have become a, a little bit more yeah. of a thing now. Um, my one of my local uh, beer shops, which is Wine Rack on Charaville Road, they've started stocking two or three of their beers. Um, so I think when you start seeing them in places like that, then it, they're yeah. obviously trying to go kind of much more national. So I guess that you probably will see them um, more often, which is quite good. Um, this really reminds me of those uh, rhubarb and custard sweets. Yeah. I, I'm, I am drinking out of a plastic glass or a plas. A plas. Um, it, oh, it's a, it's a sort of beer festival glass as well. It is. Oh, it's oh. from uh, the Vegan Beer Fest 2017, yeah. uh, which was at those, what's it called? Like Yellow Yellow, yellow Arch, Arch Studios. Yeah, that was yeah, really yeah. good. Didn't, yeah. didn't manage to get to it last year, but um, mm. the 2017 one was excellent. So what, what I was going to say is that because it's out of a plastic kind of beaker and it's quite sweet, it's kind of made <laughs> me feel like I'm... Taking back to childhood yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> but it's nice though. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit sweet. It's not as tart as I was expecting it to be. I think that's the milkshake kind of lactose sort of element to it, which Yeah, I'm not sure I'm particularly getting the milkshakey sort of I think, that's, what, I think that's what's softening it for me, I think, maybe. But it's nice. Um let's talk about some news then. There's not yeah. a huge amount happening in January, obviously. It's a is a bit slower for breweries and, and, and stuff like that. But um, in terms of a little bit of kind of local uh, beer festival news, um, so um, some good, some less good. So let's start with the good news, Indie Beer Feast, which is coming up in the beginning of March. Yeah. And actually, yeah, it will be here before we know it. And I know you've been kind of keeping an eye on yeah. announcements and yeah, stuff Yeah, they've been this. slowly releasing different um, breweries because like, if anybody went last year or... I heard about it last year, but there's independent brewery bars rather than like one bar that stocks loads of beers. So it's a really good opportunity to go down and um, um, 
basically talk to the brewers, uh, talk to the staff who work there, maybe try a selection of their beers. So this month, uh, a couple of days ago, they've just announced that Neptune Brewery from um, Liverpool have uh, joined the list. Have you had any Neptune brewery beers? I've got to be honest, I don't think I've heard of them. Um, so I'm, are, they, are they relatively new I'd, or just kind I, of making I, the first steps into the... I'm not entirely sure. I've definitely had one of their beers at the Sunfest in the summer. And I remember thinking it was like a really good beer, so it's probably one of those ones that be like a, the try, try a new brewery thing. I'll kind of look out for. Mm. So th there is a list, quite an extensive list, who was there at minute. So I'll just run through some of those. We've got Abbeydale, um, Black Iris from Nottingham, Black Jack from Manchester, Cloudwater, which is a, quite a good pull. I don't think um, they weren't they weren't there last year. Were no, they? no, no, no. So that's, that's a good. good. One. Um, Magic Rock and Lost Industry and Elusive. Or was it? Uh, was it elusive were there last year? Um, yeah, I think, yeah. I, think, I think so. Um, and then um, some of the ones like Neepsend, local brewery. Uh, North Brewing again, we've got one last year. Um, and then we've got our newest brewery, which we talked a little bit about last month and we'll be talking a little bit about later, which is St Mars of the Desert. Um, Laura's favourite tour side will be back. Uh, Thornbridge will be back. Uh, and... Um, Wonder Beyond from Manchester, which they're making quite a bit of yeah. noise this year. Yeah, they are. Um, and then there's a New Zealand beer collective, which is which will feature two breweries from uh, New Zealand, which is Eight Wide and Eastie Boys. So some good stuff there. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty to be going on there. Interesting that I, I can't remember if with Neeps in there last year. Neeps and were no, because no. it was very, it was very, very keg oriented last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's not to say that it might not be this time, but if you've got a brewery like Neeps End who Traditionally, or I think, do they exclusively only brew cask? No, they do do keg. Um, right. I don't. I'm not sure they do any. They, they don't do as much of it. Um, so you kind of have to be in a pub that probably does stock their beers, but also does keg beers, and they do kind of attract more of a cask audience. So, yeah. Um, you just wonder with the way things have gone over the last twelve months, it wouldn't be unusual for something like this now to have kind of a few cask lines there. It's all right for keg drinkers to drink cask again, isn't it? Yeah. You know, cloud water have made it cool again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, saved it maybe we'll see. Last year, I can only really remember, um, I think, uh, was it Thornbridge that had a dry hop version of yeah, something? Yeah, dry hop, dry hop, dry pour that was on cask? Yeah. And I, th I think that's pretty much the only I think Abbeydale did some, but it wasn't was hand pulled. It was kind of like the Gravity pod, where oh, you, yeah, you, know, yeah. the, you yeah. release the tap kind of thing. So that could be interesting. That could give it a slightly different um, yeah. feel. Great they've got Cloudwater going. We were kind of singing its praises, weren't we, a year ago in the beer feast. We, we did a special episode from yeah. there, which was comical due to the fact that both of us got absolutely hammered and had a brilliant time. <laughs> we together, it was that though, good. No, we, we, we were kind of separate. And yeah. by the end, you know, we, we're doing these kind of really embarrassingly slurry interviews. <laughs> but I think that just shows the fact that the beer was good. It was a great venue, so I'm really pleased about that. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's, that's coming really together really well. forward to that. It should be good again. Uh, if you want to track down tickets, it's actually pretty easy. Just do a Google search in the yeah. beer feast. You'll find it really easily. Plenty on, um, on Twitter as well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Some less good news locally, not necessarily just inside um, not inside Sheffield, but actually very close to Sheffield, which is the Rotherham Real Ale and Music Festival, which um, I, I don't know if it's one that you've been to yeah, very I've, much. I've, but I've been to it a long... I've not been to it for a few years, but um, it's, set, it's at Magna, which is the big old steel plant near, kind of near Meadowall. Yeah. Um, it's always traditionally been an absolutely massive festival. It used to be at Oakwood School in Rotherham. Yeah, it did. Um, massive, massive place. Different rooms for different like regions and stuff. So, like, um, you know, before this kind of keg resurgence, 
that one's like a really, really like impressive festival. Um, but they did put a quick message out on Facebook a couple of days ago saying that due to unfor unforeseen circumstances this year's festival has been cancelled and just says hope to organise another festival in 2020. And that's it's not the first time they've done this in the last few years. That's, I was going to say, I remember this happening. I think it happened when they were at the school, didn't it? And then it, it, mm. it ended up obviously moving to Magna, which is a, such a different venue, uh, but, you know, work, worked quite well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a shame, shame, isn't yeah. it? It, does, yeah. it seems to be one that they've, they've had a few difficulties over the years kind of keeping it going and, and, and keeping it on. And um, I mean, from our point of view, you know, we've... Kind of Sheffield focused, but you know, Magna could not be much closer to the no. border, really, could it? And and you jump on the whatever it is, the X, whatever yeah. bus, X sixty nine, and well, yeah. uh, it drops you off literally outside. So it's you, know, you, you can walk it from Meadowall, I would think. Yeah. Um, so one that's that's really easy to get to, and um, yeah, shame that that's not going to happen. But they have said they want to. It's it's not the end. That the end, they're, no. they're hoping to get things back up and running in twenty twenty. Yeah, I can't get my head around the fact that that's next year. <laughs> twenty twenty still to me sounds like that's years yeah. away yet. Years yeah. away yet. Um, all right. Um, we talked a little bit a month ago about a new brewery that was setting up, and and we um, we were talking about it quite a little bit blindfolded because we didn't know a lot about yeah. it. We were speculating a little, uh, and that is Saint Mars of the Desert. Uh, since then, we've both of us have have met. Dan yep. and Martha, who are the people behind the brewery, yep. uh, we popped along to see them. They were doing a little Meet the Brewer event at the temporary pop-up hop hideout <laughs> near to the Peace Gardens, which was upstairs in a bookshop, which was brilliant. Uh, really good to meet them and, and, and chat. And I know that plans are coming along. Now, you've you've actually you've been along to yep. the brewery, so you talk about that in a second. But for now, we've actually got one of their beers that we're going to try. Yeah, they've, they've only done a, a couple of um, beers. These two are... Um couple of ones that they've got on, that are, uh, either bottled and they've been putting on at their tap room. Um, I think it's pronounced Cito. Cito, I guess, yes. Yeah. Cito, um, I guess it's, it's sort of, Citra, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a 4% hoppy pale beer. Um, I was kind of drinking the other one that they had on, which is the Lupo. It's a bit stronger. I thought we should try this one out, see what I think. And I've got a feeling that's the one, the Lupo is the one that we tried um, when we met them as well, so... But yeah. yeah, I think you're right. Um, so this is, uh, I like their packaging, by the way. Uh, it's 4%. Um, Cito, Cito, it's a hoppy pale beer. Uh, simple and lovely. Brewed with, ooh, now Savin I'm not I'm not even going to try and pronounce those. Looks like it's Savin Savinsky and Sars hops. So I think they're kind of... Well, they, are they like Czech hops or... There's some European, they're, they're European new, hops, they're aren't they? Um, so yeah, we've both we've both met Dan yep. and Martha. It's yep. there's a fascinating story behind this um, brewery, and, and genuinely, you kind of go along to some of these little kind of meet the brewer things and sort of thing. Well, you just talk a bit about brewing beer. Their their kind of story about how they ended up setting up in Attercliffe, which you kind of you know even if you're based in Sheffield to start with, and you end up opening a brewery in Attercliffe, you kind of go, oh God, how did you end up there? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, they're, they're from, is it Boston? Yeah, they're from Boston, yeah. They, they, they've been brewing together as a couple for about 10 years, and Dan has in total been brewing for 25 years on his own. Um, I don't really kind of want to give too much away about the old story, because I think we might sort of do something yeah. about it in the future, but um, it's just kind of an interesting, unusual 
kind of quite just like a fun sort of little weird story. And um, it's very unique. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, it, w- it was fascinating listening to them telling us the story. Mm. The reason we don't want to give too much away is because we want to go up and and do a one-off episode up there. We want to meet them properly. We want to get their story. We want to yeah. do it as a special one-off podcast. Um, so obviously, we want you to listen to that, which is why we're <laughs> we're not we're not going to give away the full story. Other than to say, it's really fascinating, and and, and they you know we won't talk too much about where, but th- they like literally travelled the world, uh, looking at loads of different locations, like countries all over Europe, all over the place, all over America, um, and and settled on Attercliffe in Sheffield. Being the place, neither of them are from Sheffield, but this is you know where they ended up picking to be uh, the the home for their brewery and tap room. But we will hopefully get them to kind of tell you the full story of all the places that they that they looked at and why they ended up um, heading there. So I'm right thinking the tap room's not kind of fully opened yet. It's it's something that they're opening as and when you know they think it seems fit because they you know there are there are two person operation. You know, um, they, 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 apparently they're only, the only brewery in Sheffield to have their own bottling line. Right. Um, which um, is interesting. It is interesting. Um, all the labels and stuff are done by Martha in a kind of, kind of like a screen printing sort of thing. So that's wow. kind of a time-consuming operation as well. Um, so I suppose they, they're opening up as and when they've got time and when, as and when they think that that suits people. So I went up, they did um, two... Like sort of short, a couple of hour openings last week. So I went last Thursday. We're up in five or seven. Um, got Dan showed us around the brewery. It's a nice, smart looking kit. He told me what things did, and I'm not quite sure what it meant, <laughs> but I just nodded and approved. Um, and then because it was quite quiet on the Thursday, I basically had their attention all, all night, just having a chat. They, they've got a very small little tap room, just running two beers at the minute. It's quite, um, it's quite quaint and cool. It's kind of painted walls, and they've used all the branding. They've used the it's like it's got this quite um, distinctive typeface on it. Uh, they painted it all up, and they had a little record player just playing old fifties rock and roll stuff in the corner and stuff. So that it sounds it's like yeah, nicely lit and stuff. Um, it's, you are, you do have to make a, little, a proper effort to get there. And me and my two friends who um, we got a taxi out there. The taxi driver was really unsure where the hell we were going. <laughs> he, he said he thought we were going to work, but um, you know it could have been going does, to some dodgy little the. Um... The address on the on the bottle is kind of all right, just at 90 Stevenson Road, yeah. Sheffield, S9. I guess you just say that to your taxi driver rather than saying, yeah. Atcliffe, middle of nowhere. Well, we, yeah, we, Uber, hopefully, I just dropped a pin on that street and I said, we're, we're looking for this thing. And luckily, they had one of the airframes outside, but it was a black airframe in the dark. Right. And was, I think that's it. Then I saw they've got some nice kind of coloured lights and it's set back from the road, so you wouldn't naturally see it. Um, but I'm sure as kind of things move on, and they open more. It, it, it's such a good thing. There were a couple of people in there who both said, like, could you hire this place out for, like, a private function? And they were a bit like, can't see why not. Yeah. You know, so and even if you, you know, maybe tw- I think it's got a capacity of about 25 people. So right. it's that kind of level. That's going to be well. cosy, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's great. Yeah, and and, and, stuff, and honestly, you know, the absolute best of luck to them because I, I probably, when we talked about it a month ago, probably thought... Uh, they'll probably be you know here and gone in six months yeah. and it's not going to work out. But you know, listening to the story and find out more about them and how determined they are to make a success of it, my opinion's completely changed. And um, lovely people, uh, and and just something different as well. And, and great to have a couple of people that are, are doing something 
that little bit different in what's such a congested sort of beer marketplace now yeah. uh, that really sort of stands out. So the best of uh, look to them. What do you think of the beer though? That's the big question. The beer is similar to the other bit. They've got they've got quite a distinct style where it's it's not trying to be anything like on either side. It's quite down the middle. It does have a nice traditional hoppy taste. It's probably yeah. a similar taste to when we had the acorn on last month, where it's that kind of it's traditional but not really in a kind of old-fashioned way it's quite uh, no it's got a little contemporary edge to it yeah it's um it's very clean very crisp tasting i like that um what what i like is that as as you kind of drink through it it's not it's not kind of too clangy or anything in your mouth Mm. it's it's really kind of refreshing and nice yeah um and and for four percent it's got a good good bit of taste behind it yeah it's got quite a good um strong flavor for four percent yeah it really has um, one other kind of thing that we want to talk about which is sort of local but um, applies to you pretty much wherever you are um, and that is Brewdog who we don't talk about all no. that often to be honest we've had a couple of their beers before but uh, the Brewdog pub in Sheffield is still one of my favourite places to go um, I'm always guaranteed to find some really good beers in there uh, and they're doing something a bit different yeah I mean um, I think it's probably going along with the try try January kind of thing um, it is a national thing but obviously Sheffield having its own Brewdog um, they're doing uh, Sourfest 2019 which I think it runs from today or yesterday so um, day of recording uh, this 15th of January and it's running for a, a week and a half and they're dedicating 30% of all their taps to sour beers um, so if you're still not really into sour beers or you want to try something you know that they've got quite a lot of lines in there quite a lot of keg lines so I imagine what that is probably what five six seven keg lines possibly if they're using yeah, all of them they've got quite a lot in there so probably is um, um, yeah I always notice the fact that the if you go to um one of the bigger brew dogs kind of you know elsewhere in the country now there, there aren't many cities that don't have one uh, but i i end up in the birmingham brew dog quite a lot um because it's so close to new street uh, and obviously that's quite a big one when you go in the sheffield one now the number of beers that they have on you kind of think oh god this is tiny and actually for a, for any mm. normal pub it's like it's a huge number of beers yeah. that they have on there but for a brew dog pub it's it's a tiny bit limited uh, and and i always just kind of think it wouldn't surprise me if at some point we find out that Brewdog have you know quite a new site in Sheffield and they're moving to something like two three times as big as what they've got yeah possibly now yeah. because it's quite it's quite small for a Brewdog site yeah. nowadays isn't it yeah um, yeah I think it I, I don't sure it's one of their ones that have, has done quite as well as you know historically when it's open I think some of the some of the bigger cities have you know had more of a um, liking for it um, but I think it's coming along it's it's in a bit of a an area where it's not it's more of a trendy area to drink I suppose where you've got more. Um, less yeah. less ale-y kind of things, but I think as as like the craft market has caught up a bit, and Brewdog have always kind of called themselves that sort of thing, then it's starting to blend in a lot more than it than it did a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see. It sounds good. That I'll probably pop along and um, and have a few. Uh, right, one more beer that we're going to have, and this is another new brewery. So this is a brewery called Salt, uh, who uh, are from uh, West Yorkshire, unsurprisingly from uh, Salt Air. Uh, and I'm saying that as I desperately try and find the yes, Salter. And uh, there's been a little bit of a buzz about about these because I don't tend to get involved with too much kind of beer talk on Facebook and in different groups and stuff. But I kind of have a look and just see 
there's been a few people chatting about Salt, who um, launched back end of 2018, quite successfully by all accounts. Uh, and they've got a couple of beers out at the moment. This is called Alpaca. It's a double dry hop IPA at 6.6%. It's described as aromatic and citrusy. And then at the back it just says, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, which is... Uh, an Oasis album, is it? Or it is, Oasis yeah, I think they've taken it from something as well. But, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, great. So I'm looking forward to trying this. Heard, heard good things about it. It's got an amazing smell. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unusual because Salt Airbrew rebranded as well recently and some of their stuff yeah, doesn't look that dissimilar to theirs. <laughs> Makes you wonder whether that was intentional or not. Um, but yeah, I've seen a few of these about. I've not, again, I've not had one yet, so I'm looking forward to seeing what it tastes like. I do quite like the can design. It's got that kind of honeycomb pattern on it it looks like it looks like it, from a distance it looks like it's textured yeah it does yeah <laughs> the can design's um yeah it's nice quite simple yeah quite simple yeah. quite sort of straightforward branding Probably a bit more in there uh right this brings us then to golden hop awards mm, yeah. um so yeah can't do a drum roll because i'm going to drums but um <laughs> there we go just showing the camera the can design of the uh, salt if you didn't know by the way you can see the video of um the half pint Every month, not at the same time because it takes a couple of days to get around to and bother to uh, edit it, doesn't it? But uh, right, okay. So this is where I can't look at your sheet. Yeah. So um, we had was it five categories altogether? Five together categories, in the end? yeah. Five categories in the end. So we had uh, best national brewery and best local brewery, separate separate ones. Mm -hmm. Best local venue, best event, and best overall beer, which is like. Some, I think we, I think we stated it had to be a national beer, so, yeah, rather than yeah. international. Okay, so which are we looking at first? Um, best national brewery. So I'll, just to remind everybody with it, which the fourth, the fourth was uh, Verdant, uh, Burning Sky, Northern Monk, and Wylam. So basically, what we did in the last episode for those who maybe not got to that one yet is we all each picked four of us all picked our favourite of that year, and we put these four through to to Twitter. Yeah. So Twitter got a week to vote on what they thought was the best for each of these ones, and uh, the results came in this afternoon. Okay, so I, um, I I don't think that Burning Sky will be kind of mainstream enough. Okay. Um, I think that um, Verdant, although obviously they've had an amazing year, I, I think that they still appeal to quite a small niche part of the yeah. market that really like those proper juice bomb beers. So I, I, I suspect it's going to be between Northern Monk and Wylam. Um, because, purely because Wylam is the one that I put forward, I'm going to say that I think that they will have just about done it. Well, Wylam actually came third. Oh, wow. Um, so in fourth place um, was Verdant with 13%. Right. In third place was Wylam with 23%. Um, in second place was Burning Sky with 29%. Right. Which is quite impressive. Uh, so the winner was, um, probably not surprisingly actually, is Northern Monk with 36% of the votes. A fair, a fair winner. Um, yeah, as I said, I thought it would be between them and Wylam. So surprised that Burning Sky actually came yeah, in second. That's, that's, so well done to them. The that's, third, so, yeah. that's good. I think it's, it's nice when these things kind of prompt a bit of a surprise. It's not um, the only one that surprised me, actually, just generally, you know, just looking through them. So um, probably not not all going to be as, as expected. So okay. keep that in mind. All right. Um, so well done to Northern Monk. Congrats. Your, um, your trophy's in the post. Yeah. <coughs> <laughs> What's over that? Right, so um, so let's go to the best local brewery. So, uh, again, we all, there was a few people who kind of liked the similar ones, so to be fair, we branched out a little bit and we put a few extra ones in. Mm -hmm. Well, a few extra ones, but one extra one in. Um, so um, we had uh, Neepsend, mm -hmm. uh, Loxley, uh, Lost Industry, and Abbeydale. 
Um, I, I, I can't really see past Abidale winning this. Um, I would think that Neep's End probably did pretty well. I think it'll have been Abidale 1, Neep's End 2. Yeah, that's that's, that's great. All right. uh, I think, uh, yeah. Um, in uh, fourth place, I'd lost industry with 10%. Uh, Loxley in a respectable third place for a new brewery, quite yeah. traditional brewery, uh, with 14%. Neepsend only does pip in it with 16%. So Aberdale won it with a massive 60% of the Wow. Price. So Gosh, that is that's it. landslide. <laughs> you can't argue with that, and I know that yeah, we're we're always a little bit like it's it's. We've got Laura, who obviously she works at Abbey, <laughs> um, so we've got kind of like unofficial connections. So I think we always just try and not ham up Abbeydale too much but you can't deny what an amazing year that they've had they yeah really it's just have. a coincidence that we've started yeah. a podcast with it and they've had such a good year and uh, yeah so that's yeah, well done to Abbeydale okay. your, your, your trophy's in the post as well um, so let's move to best local venue you've got to stop saying that you know it might be legally binding <laughs> okay well, let's get it so best local venue um, right so the um, nominees were Shakespeare's yep. Brutland mm-hmm. Bar Stewards and Itchy Pig uh, all right, this is really difficult yeah. because Bar Stewards is the one that I nominated, um, and it's it, it was, I think all of those venues have real value. Um, the reason that I picked Bar Stewards is because I spent a lot of time there during the summer, so I had a lot of memories. But I also think the beer that they do is always absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. But that's not to say that, particularly Shakespeare's and Rutland. Oh, brilliant. I, I reckon it'll have come down to a fight between those two, between Shakespeare's and Rutland. Um, I can imagine both of them getting a little bit involved on Twitter and it becoming a <laughs> real a real battle between the two. Um, I'm, I, the, the only uh, factor that I can put into this is, is similar to you in terms of the fact that obviously working in Sheffield city centre, the Rutland's kind of become my local, so I've got to kind of just air slightly towards them. Okay, well, we'll see then. So... In fourth place was Bar Stewards with sixteen percent. Right. Um, which I think I was quite surprised at that. But it is a new. It is new. It is about the way. It's still. Yeah. You know, still finding its feet. Um, um, so in, in third place was Itchy Pig with eighteen percent. Um, that's like two micro pubs in the in the top four. Um, and then in second place with thirty two percent, it was Shakespeare's. So right. Rutland won it with thirty four percent. Wow. So, so like it was two, really tight. Two percent in it. Two percent in it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, so well done to Rutland. Not not surprised that it's that close because it is so yeah. difficult to pick between those two venues. And you know, I've, I've I think we both had kind of discussions with people on Twitter over the last week who said, "Well, how come so and so didn't get nominated? And yeah, how come so and so didn't?" And you're like, "All right, well, I can kind of like I'm clutching at straws, but I can give you like <laughs> the tiniest of reasons as to why that place didn't quite get my nomination and that yeah. place didn't quite because we've yeah, got so many good venues. I mean, but, we, we could put lists um, as arm, can't we? And, I, I don't think that anyone that is, you know, into beers in the same sort of way that, like, say, me or you is, that could really argue with the Rutland and Shakespeare's being, you know, kind of head and shoulders the best pubs in Sheffield. So um, mm. I think it's it's great that it was those two that, that came top yeah. two. Well done, Rutland. So uh, fourth was the best event. So this, this can right, span okay. quite a lot of stuff. This, this is really hard to this guess hard this. because not all of us have all been to each one and um, obviously listeners probably have different experiences and they're probably yep. to different ones so um, the nominees for this one were Indie Man mm-hmm. from Manchester um, Funk Fest which is the Abbeydale Sour Beer Festival Hop City which is a Northern Monk kind of hoppy city thing yep. <laughs> and Fine Fest which is run by Fine Ales which is up in Scotland right 
this is difficult, right? I, I don't think that it will be fine fest because uh, sorry, I don't think it will be funk fest because I think that was quite small. Yeah, uh, and I think you're only probably going to vote for that if you went to it. Um, I think um, Hop City. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it will be fine fest because it was a little bit out of the way. Um, I'm trying to think what what do I think the majority of uh, of our audience will have gone to or will have been the one that more of our audience have been to. So I think it's probably Indie Man. Okay. So in fourth place was Hop City. Right. Um, which I was actually surprised. Right. At. I yeah. Thought it was quite surprised. trendy and it's quite good. Um, uh, in third place was Funkfest. So Hop City had ten percent, um, which is quite was. Quite significantly bottom, actually. Um, third place was Funkfest with 23%. Right. Second place, Indie Man with right. 32 So Five, five Fest won it with 34%. Wow. Well done. Look well done. friends on Twitter, yeah. aren't they? Bashing the buttons. Yeah, well, it's, it, I know it's, it is a real big, uh, it is a big festival. And yeah, I know yeah, it's, it's, it's grown quite a lot over the years because it's it's quite established. It's been going for a while, hasn't yeah. it? It's not, it looks, certainly it not looks beautiful thing. from what I've seen as yeah. well. Like, um, I've seen something, I mean, Laura's been and stuff. So, yeah, well done to Five Fest. Maybe well something we could... Potentially do one year. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Yeah. So finally, uh, best beer. So we picked four beers that we'd all kind of thought were brilliant in, in the last year. Um, and we ended up with um, Torside Rochewine, which was Laura's vote, uh, uh, Wylam Midnight Trade Spiker, which is mine, Abbeydale Huckster, which was yours, and Wonder Beyond Octopod, which Al from Bar Stewards chose. I don't think it will be the Torside beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure many people out there will have had that I don't think it will be the Wonder Beyond mm-hmm. uh, I think it's between uh, Huckster and wow. the Wylam I suspect the Wylam would have been a little bit strong for some people and so uh, for for two reasons so for that reason and also the fact that it was just a bloody good beer I've got a pump for Huckster okay let's see if they get a second award of the night so in fourth place was Wonder Beyond with Octopod for 17% Torside Rochewine with 20%, second was Wylam with Midnight Train to Biker for 30%, and Abbeydale Huckster with 33%. So it was a second win for Abbeydale. I am absolutely delighted about yeah, that. Because it, was a brilliant it, was, beer. it was a fantastic beer, and I know we just, we, I think we spent an entire episode just sat here going, it's great this, isn't it? And it could this. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it just yeah. was. It was, I was so, the one beer this year that I was upset when I couldn't get it anymore, I and I really went for as many cans I could get, when I could get them as well. So yeah. When, really when, I, when I put the, um, the nominations onto Twitter, and I, I found the beer labels for them all when I found the Huckster one there's a bit inside I just went oh um, so yeah that's that's great then so uh, wins for Northern Monk for Finefest for Abbeydale twice yep. uh, and for Rutland. for Rutland I think they're very worthy winners yeah well done a couple of surprises in there which is great and um, yeah some, some just you know rewarding some really good Really good events, really good venues, really good beers. If anybody who has started listening to the podcast more recently, um, episode two of the original one, we are at the Rutland, so you can interview about that in there. Yep. And, and Huckster, we featured on an earlier episode of the Half Pint, where we raved about that. I think it might have been episode one or two, possibly. I think it's probably two, yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you, if you want to... It was definitely two, because one is where we did oh, yeah, the... Yeah. Um, yeah, all, all the um, Wildland beers. Yeah, the... Well, I can't remember what we... It's basically where we were basically like pilot. drooling on my uh, kitchen floor <laughs> by the time we finished it. Um, okay, so last thing for us to do is just wrap up with the beer that we've been having, Salt. 
Uh, alpaca. Yeah, but nice. I think alpaca is a brilliant word. I just like yeah, the way that it sounds. Alpaca. In it. Uh, double dry hop IPA. There's a hell of a lot of flavour going on mm. there. Um, I'm just trying to find out what hops we've got going on. It doesn't actually mention the, the hops that are in it. Uh, but it's uh, oh right, uh, underlying citrus and tropical notes mm. is what it what it describes. Um, yeah, I like it. Actually, I think it's really nice. Nice bitterness, nice aroma, nice flavour. Yeah, it's good. It's quite all round. It doesn't taste too... Well, actually, probably taste about its strength, 6.6%. Um, yeah. 6.6 in this kind of day and age doesn't seem that, that <laughs> strong, does it? It's like, oh, it's below 7. It's um, have a couple of those. Uh, yeah, good beer, actually. I think all three of those beers we've had tonight have been really, really good. Pick yep. uh, mm. uh, a favourite. I probably just lean... Actually, do you know what? I'm going to say... I'm going to say Smod, uh, because it's 4%, and it had a lot of flavour for 4%. I actually think probably the salt is the better beer, but just because of the fact that at 4%, you can easily have a couple of bottles of, of that and be fine. So that's a, so Smod is the uh, abbreviation for the uh, yeah, yes. St. Mars of the Desert. So if you have a Smod, smod you know, that's what they're talking about. Um, I think I might have got that as well. I really like that, and I really like the other one that I had three three quite quick pints of at the brewery so um very 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 quaffable beers so yeah go check them out good stuff right we've gone way over our normal time so sorry about <laughs> that but um obviously we've got the awards and everything to do we will be uh back uh i think we'll probably be a little bit later next month because we're doing the main hopcast a little bit later uh because it is our uh, first ever valentine special I don't know what that means, but it probably means we're going to have to buy presents for each other yeah. or something, uh, or I'll do it I, candlelit. I, I don't know. Um, so uh, we we could we could do that. So we could arrange to <laughs> do it candlelit. So we're heading to the New Barrack Tavern uh, on Penniston Road, out towards Hillsborough, and uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that around Valentine's Day. We're not doing it on Valentine's Day. I think we've all got better stuff to be doing on Valentine's Day than recording a podcast. Well, you lot do. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so um, that means that the half pint will probably be a week or so after that, so just a little bit later uh, next month. And uh, yeah, we will speak to you then. See you next month. Bye.